Coming up on the Double Cross, no golf today. We're talking all things succession, and I couldn't be more excited, Braden. Yeah, a few months after the show itself ended, but, you know, kind of our MO at this point, fashionably late, but excited to talk about this great show. All that and a whole lot more. It's the Double Cross. Here we go. 229, probably a foreign. That's what they call a double cross, going for the fade, hitting the draw. Oh, oh double cross. Oh, it's got to be 150 yards off line. <laughs> this is as bad a shot as Justin Rose will ever hit. He knows it. Hello and welcome to the Double Cross. My name is Ethan Frank, and as always, I'm joined by Braden Reed. Braden, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Another late night recording, but always a pleasure to speak with you. And I'm even more excited to speak with our fellow friend over here. Today is Thursday, August 3rd, recording this late on Thursday night for your inbox on Friday morning. We usually talk about golf on this show. And if you have not listened to our episode with James Colgan of golf.com from last week, please go check that out. But today we're not talking about golf. We're taking the overcorrection to a whole new level. And we're talking about the HBO series Succession with esteemed film nut and critic Ben Spector. Ben, how are you? I'm fantastic. Look, I know your golf podcast, all right? You don't phone me in to talk you about You do know golf. a lot about golf, though. I, I know a healthy amount, okay? But give I'm us, here give for us, Okay, before we start, give us one golf take. Give us one golf I, take. I, I can't help you there. No, you can. No, I want to <laughs> really hear it. Give us your best really, golf really take. Really we wish one. I could We need one or we can't we go need on. one. Give us your best golf take. I'm a Brooks Kepka guy. Just because I support You're very welcome here. You're welcome here. Just because I support my friends. one of us. Yes. Thank you. But yeah. I'm yeah, excited. Succession. What do you, what do you let's start there? What what do you like about Succession, Ben? Oh, well, I mean, the writing just jumps off the charts. Love the writing. Character development's a little iffy, but it's entertaining, and that's what this is all for. If I'm entertained by the show, then I like it. And Succession crossed that box off right away. Season 1, episode 1, the pilot, I was hooked, and from there I finished it in like a month. So, I love this show, and I mean, I'm ready to talk about it. It's also very funny. It's sneaky funny. I was laughing a lot. The The thing is, is that none of us watched this in real time, you know, as it was coming out. I jumped on the earliest of the three of us, which was when this fourth season was about to come out. I started it and I was able to catch up midway through the fourth season. So I was watching episodes live by like season four, episode five or so. Um to which I watched three seasons in three or four weeks or so, um, which it sounds like is the same for you, Ben and Braden, when you were watching it as well, um, before you took a two months hiatus between watching season four, episode nine and, and season four, episode 10. Um, but really, we wanted to do this podcast because it was a show we had all watched recently and one that had really captivated us in a lot of different ways. So, so Braden, I'll, I'll throw it over to you. What did you enjoy about the show? Why did it, does it get people hooked in such a way that it's so easy to talk about? Yeah, I might be a bit of a cooler head here. I know we've talked about this a little bit uh, on our own, but I didn't love the show as much as you guys did. Don't get me wrong. I still very much enjoyed it. Um, I, I think the tension is what really hooked me on it early. Um, it felt like every new episode you know, something was changing, you know, somebody was crossing somebody behind their back. And that's what really, you know, made it fun for me. But I think that I struggled, the part that I struggled with the most towards the end, and I don't want to get too negative too early on, but it just kind of felt like it got slow towards the end. Um, spoiler alerts, which if you're here listening to a succession 
recap after not having watched the show i don't know what to tell you but um it just caught it got a little bit old towards the end it kind of felt a little bit drawn out especially after logan died i think season or episode four episode five of season four episode um, three yeah episode three it it kind of just lost its swagger for me and the episodes on from there just felt incredibly drawn out the most so to the point where like you said i i got done episode nine and then didn't really feel that strongly that i needed to watch episode 10 and it took me three weeks and it took this podcast for me to watch the finale. So again, I really did enjoy the show. Um, there were parts of it that I, that I really, really did like the writing was good. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was all time. Ethan swears. This is the best written show of all time. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, a little bit, some of it was awkward, but overall and did it. I did enjoy it. It's hard for me to get hooked on shows. And this was one of them. I did get hooked on, even if I didn't enjoy it as some other ones that I've watched. Brandon, are you one of those people? Because there are people out there. I'm not one of those people. But where you watch the whole series, you get to the finale, and you think, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to watch it. Because there are people that are like that. This was the first time that I've done that. Like, that's extreme for me to get all the way to the finale and be like, I don't really feel the need to watch this. Like, there's shows I've gone through that I've started where I haven't finished. Mad Men comes to mind. Like, I enjoyed Mad Men, but it just kind of got old. And that's the way I felt about this show. Like, it just felt... A little bit stale. Like, how many times can, you know, Logan, Shiv, Rome all cross each other before it just kind of feels like it's repeating itself? So, again, I'll let you guys talk about more why you enjoyed it. I, I liked the show. Watched a good part of the show. Watched all the show. It took me a while, but I got there. Um, but I'll let you guys give the more the more rave reviews of why you enjoyed the show so much. And I would love to. I, I loved this show. I guess because when I watch you know, movies. I mean, I'm a huge action movie fan and one day we'll have an overcorrection on all things, Tom Cruise and his, and his action movies. Brayden may not be a part of that. Yeah. Brayden may not be a part of that episode, but I always, I, I love those movies based on how good the villain is. And in a lot of movies and TV shows, I find myself at times wanting something unexpected to happen at the end where maybe the perceived bad guy wins that's why for example my favorite marvel movies are the ones where the hero doesn't end up winning it's where the bad guy ends up winning or or the guys end up or, or the the main characters end up not winning because it's that element of surprise in this show there really aren't any of the main characters none of them are likable which is why I appealed to it because they're all assholes and I thought that was cool in a way is that oh this is it's such a, a realization of what real life is like and it paints such a clear picture of what the highest class in American society is like that that's why I enjoyed it so much because of how real it is compared to any other thing and because everyone sucks and it's not like oh I relate to that person and them trying to work their way up corporate America a la Greg no I don't relate in any way to Greg working his way up the the, the corporate ladder um so I, I guess that's why I enjoy it because I enjoy the characters who suck because I just I find it more enjoyable when things go awry I guess is how I would put oh. it Great. Now I got to rate this episode explicit on Spotify. So thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I get your point. Like I, throughout this entire show, like I was searching, like I'm kind of the opposite. Like I like finding that one redeeming character and there was just a complete lack of that in the show. Like you would get tastes of it. Like Roman was really the one, I forget exactly when it was. I think it might've been like early on in season four when it seemed like, okay, Roman might be 
the nice guy now. Like he might have some redeeming qualities about him. I found his humor hilarious. I thought just him being, he was a little gremlin the whole show, which I like really enjoyed the small guy kind of just, you know, worming his way around. But like, then you get to Kendall's birthday party and he shoves Kendall on his birthday party. I'm like, Oh, here we go again. I can't like this guy. So your point is well taken, Ethan. Like I maybe I just don't enjoy that aspect of shows um, as much as you do. Or I, like the entire time I was just searching for somebody to latch onto and be like, here's the good guy in this show. Like here's somebody that I can relate to the do-gooder of the show, trying to write the world. And everybody just had their flaw. Like everybody just had something about them that was so bad that they just couldn't uh, fully get there with them. I just thought it was hilarious. Like this family is, has this media conglomerate that's well, sort you of, know what it's based off of, right? Well, it's ba- I knew it's based off the Madoffs and, and no, and, well, the Murdochs, the Murdochs. My bad, my bad, my bad, big, a little bit of a slip, a little bit of a slip, <laughs> but that's okay. But like, but they're all just would you like to apologize to Bernie, Bernie Madoff I'll, for that? I don't, I don't know if he deserves an apology, <laughs> but. but it's just funny how there's like, and, and Brayden and I, we've, we've talked about this, but like there's no development from any real character of any growth. Like the way Kendall negotiates a deal, he'll say bro and dude every third word and it's kind of cringy. And, 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 and Greg is kind of just there. Like Greg doesn't really grow in terms of like the stuff he says being actually funny. People I would argue like Greg grows just almost as much as anybody. Like he might be the character who grows the most over the course yeah. of the show. But 100%. he's not like he's not like actually smart is the thing. Yes, like, he is. Know. No, no, that so, is the thing. He is actually smart. Just the way he acts makes you think that he isn't actually smart because look at where he starts and look at yeah. where he finishes. He is always playing the middle and always playing both sides that he is so good at that. That it does get him in trouble sometimes, but he usually always comes up on the right side. Think about think like I don't think he realizes that though. Yes, he does. He He plays he plays both sides, so we can never lose. (laughs) He he I mean, like, think about when the end of season two with the announcement with where Kendall goes back on Logan, Greg ends up helping Kendall and then he has one conversation with Logan and he's immediately switched sides. So it's like he is able, he understands what is best for Greg, maybe a little bit too late and maybe a little bit after the fact, but he usually ends up getting to the destination and is good at building relationships to the point where he gets all these people to tell him things that he then ends up telling to everyone else when he shouldn't. Or he stands at the bar with a Swedish translator on his phone and figures out that Shiv isn't going to be the CEO. (laughs) That was good. Um, that was a great move by him, though. It was a great move. But, like, like, but, your... but the thing is, he Go just, ahead. like, caves into whatever he feels is, like, comfort for him. Like, he just wants somebody on his side to back him up in any potential politically wrong situation. So, like, right. he'll join Kendall because Kendall just threw Logan under the bus for the Cruz's situation. So Kendall at that point had the upper hand. So Greg joins him. Then Greg sort of realizes that no, Logan actually has the upper hand because he's Logan Roy. So then he goes back to Logan and then he senses that, okay, the siblings might actually be, you know, joining forces together. He wants to be a part of this quad thing, which I think is hilarious, by the way, the, the, the quadruplets or whatever he calls them, uh, the, the quad team, whatever. So he wants to join that when essentially for a majority of the final episode, you think that the siblings are going to continue running Waystar together as, as, as a group. And so Greg tries to help them out. And then at the end he realizes, and, and there's sort of loyalty with Tom, but like still he does 
things with whatever he finds comfort in. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, I'm doing this because I know what's going to happen. I feel like I know what's going to happen. Yeah, he just he never wants to be on anybody's bad side, which is relatable in a way. But like, as cliche as it is, you can't please everybody. And that's what Greg is trying to kind of kind of do. His humor, like, was I, not. It wasn't even his humor. I found it funny, just like how uncomfortable he was throughout the entire show, and just those interactions that he had. Like, the best part about it, and I realized this when you were saying this, Specter was like, nobody ever really noticed that he was there. Like, Logan clearly did not give a shit that he was just like loitering around the entire time, but like he was always just in the right place at the right time and with the right people, so that his head always stayed afloat. And it stayed that way until the final episode. Like, he just ended up like totally tipped off tom and then tom just ends up forgiving him because they've gone through so much together and he ends up winning again so like i i know you guys aren't huge star wars fans so this reference might go over your head but he's like the jar jar binks of star wars like just or of succession just a complete idiot yeah i missed both of you guys but if you watch star wars out there you get it um jar jar binks just screws up everything but somehow he always ends up doing something right and he ends up the hero at the end of the day, um, he would be a perfect curb. He'd be a perfect curb your enthusiasm character. Exactly, like great comedic relief. Nobody ever cared about him, at least on the show. But like as a viewer, he was awesome. Like he was great relief from everybody else who is just a complete asshole or an idiot. Can't have some Tom a, a Tomlet without some Gregs. One person Amen. cared about him on the show. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the finale, but before before we get there, are there any big moments that you guys can highlight or episodes from? I guess before we could talk about season four as a whole from the first three seasons, what moments did you enjoy the most? What episodes? I know Brayden, you've said that you think season three is the best season, which is definitely possible. Um, Any big moments that, that you guys enjoyed watching the most uh, the first, those first few seasons. I was going to ask you guys the same question. So I'm glad you asked. Oh my gosh. I think it was a season three finale. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when Tom, when um, Kendall, Rome, Shiv are staging the coup, I think it's in Italy during yeah. the wedding. Well, the, um, right, they were staging a coup. No, they weren't staging a coup. They were Logan trying to get the right. The, Logan was going to sell. Right, and they were trying, they were trying to, to get stop Logan, all together yeah. to get the votes to force yeah. him out. And I, my favorite part of I think the entire show was when Tom tipped off Logan that they were doing that, and he gets there, and like, or the three of them get there, and he's yeah. already prepared for it that was my favorite part it's like we was like how did he know about this already how was he one step ahead again and it was tom of all people which i, I know we're going to get to the character draft tom might be my very favorite character in the entire show wow not to spoil too much like <laughs> i think he might have had the most character development obviously it's easy because he's the one ended up being ceo but like shiv screwed him shiv was so awful to him and like there were times where, like, yeah, let's be honest, he was kind of a cuck. He probably should have been out of that relationship a while ago, but, like, stuck through it and it worked out for him, for better or worse. Like, he is kind of just a fill-in CEO because he's not really going to say no to anybody. But at the same time, like, I, Tom was put in a tough spot because Shiv is a female dog, so. Like um, yeah, For before I let you answer that, Ben, I guess the thing yeah. with that is, is that for every, I guess – Going back to my action movie point is I don't enjoy action movies when there isn't also like really fascinating like dialogue in them. Um, and that's not, the, you know, Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise would be my favorite dialogue or, or you know, like a Top Gun or, or whatnot. And there are really good dialogue 
scenes and like emotional character scenes in those movies if you're really really into it and I, it's kind of the opposite in this show where the dialogue and the conversation is the action and then when you get those action scenes like them forming together and going and trying to stop logan um that is kind of what a dialogue is to an action movie which uh, that kind of counterbalance i really enjoyed as something that's more change of pace from what i'm usually into so I think that's a perfect example. I mean, one of my favorite episodes, I know you're a big fan of it was the, uh, the Adrian Brody episode in the middle big of season of three, uh, uh, Josh Aronson, what I believe is character. I mean, if we were doing a 10 character draft, maybe Josh, Josh Aronson would make an appearance, but I don't know if he's in the top 18 characters in the show. Um, that episode comes to mind and, and you know, Spectre, we were talking about before, but you were talking about Lawrence Yee earlier. I, I, That's my guy. <laughs> uh, Kendall, just having to do things on behest of Logan during season two, I thought was just a great display of what power and having something over someone can do to someone. And that everyone reaches their breaking point. And Kendall obviously reached his with, you know, coming out against his dad with the cruises scandal. But I, I thought a lot of the things that Kendall had to do for Logan, just because he knew what he obviously killed the guy, uh, but that was a ploy, uh, killed the guy at, at the end of season one. Um, I, I, thought, actually, that was, I thought that power dynamic was fascinating as well. Yeah. The death didn't actually happen. That just, just put he made it all there. up. He made it all up. Yeah. But my favorite moment sort of stems from like anytime the siblings were together, anytime there was like a, a, a little bit of hope that they were going to, you know, be together, support each other and actually be good people for once. And I think the, the biggest moment where I felt like there was actually a chance of that happening was when Kendall told them about the, the death of the waiter from Shiv's wedding. And, and when they're at, their mom's wedding and they're kind of sitting there and, and, and Roman talks about how he had to wait 45 minutes for a drink at the bar at that wedding. And it was kind of a good joke, but I I just thought that, I just thought that anytime that there was a moment and specifically that one, because that was when there was actually progress in their time together where, okay, they see that their brother Kendall is sort of going through something. He snaps out of his, you know, sad Kendall vibes for the second time in the whole show big sad Kendall vibes being the first when he actually killed that person. And then you actually think, okay, they could progress Waystar and sort of save it for themselves and, and finally overcome their father. That's, that was kind of a, a hopeful moment for me where I thought, okay, bad people in the three of them can actually become good people. Ultimately that didn't happen, but that's kind of where I thought, okay, this gives me hope. They also met, at Shiv's wedding, the three of them, where they all kind of sat down and passed a J along to each other. And they kind of had a moment and they were like, where's Connor? And Connor wasn't there. And they were like, eh, shocking. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel for my guy, Connor. We'll get to that at the character draft though. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that those moments were great. There were a lot of funny moments though, spread out throughout the entire show. And I'm curious to hear if, if you guys have a very specific funny moment that you picked out because mine was like right <laughs> off the jump in season one. I've talked sure. about this a go lot. Go for it. Go. Yeah. We'll I've talked this. about this a lot. When Kendall takes over as interim CEO, when when uh, Logan is sick and 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 Kendall and Roman march into the office, and Kendall goes into his office and he goes, "Okay, I, I just want to gather everybody here early in my tenure." And everyone's like looking at him. And he goes to say, "Yo," 
and the whole room's quiet. <laughs> and so I use that now. Like when I call somebody with nothing, like when I call my brothers or something with nothing to say, I'm just like, I just wanted to call and say, yo, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> it's just like it totally encapsulates him. He's just such an uncomfortable character. And honestly, That's so many point. of these people in the show are like, there were just so many times throughout all four seasons where I was just like, I cannot believe like, the secondhand embarrassment that I would get was incredible. And like, maybe that's part of what kept me coming back. Maybe that's part of what pushed me away from it is because of that, that I just couldn't stand that anymore. Um, so was that Roman picture, like, was that Roman picture really difficult for you? Oh, I mean, that, that I'll go next then. Like that, that was the funniest <laughs> part of the entire show for me, dude. When he accidentally did that, I, my head literally went in my hands when he sent the picture of his private parts to Jerry and then, or went well, to, to his dad, sends it to his dad, his own father, who's in the meeting room with him. I was like, Oh my God, that did not just happen. And then favorite line in the entire show is when they go into the room together and Logan goes to him, are you a sicko? <laughs> like hand, like I cracked up when he did that. That is a screen cap that I will use forever. That has been sent to so many people already. It will be used in the future. Favorite moment of the entire show. I mean, I, I have a few, I have a folder of like 15 screenshots in my phone. Oh, it's of incredible. Just- of yeah. just at any time I send a, a few of my favorites already. Obviously I have, are you a sicko in there Um, <laughs> in the party in season five? I mean, I'm a perennially, I like to, you know, I like to wind down my night early. Um, So I have one when, when Tom uh, after him and Shiv cleared the air out on their deck, when he says everyone, uh, he says, sorry, but please get the fuck out of my house now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite ones. Um. Oh, this Greg one. I mean, ju- it's so funny. It was, I'm pretty sure it was season two, episode 10, just laying on the beach drink, or maybe laying on a boat, drinking champagne. He just says, it's fine. I'll drink it. It's just not my favorite. <laughs> it's just Greg just ascending to the high lifestyle. That um, guy gets paid 200 K to be an assistant. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, that, that was one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Uh, also, when Ewan takes away Greg's uh, inheritance and donates it to Greenpeace, just seeing Greg's reaction to that was also also one of my favorite funny moments. Um, any other? T- I guess let's talk about the finale and, oh, I, I and had some season of my own to share. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But Go ahead. I had the I had this one okay. saved. I was like scrolling through my camera roll the other day. This is from May thirteenth, twenty twenty one. I had no idea what the show is was at the time, but it's. It's Roman, I think, sitting on the boat going, I could use one of those fucking cold beers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a classic. I love uh, I love you, but you're not serious people. That one's that's the show. Alzheimer. That's the whole show. Right. Exactly. That is the show. And then classic fuck off, be gone, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> the the stretch where Tom says he's going to jail, like like volunteers himself to go to jail. And then him and Shiv are sitting together and, and Tom is trying wine as Shiv is reading the magazine and Tom takes a sip of the wine. He's like, it's earthy. It's a bit agricultural. And just to say, it starts dropping these adjectives that don't really exist. And then he's just like, the wine's not very good, Shiv. <laughs> was an all time. So many, so many underrated moments. Um, season four, we mentioned it earlier. Logan, uh, dies in uh, episode three, that episode hit close to, I think a lot of people because of just how real it was and how this, like, that is actually like, like how some people's children find out that a parent died. Obviously like it, it was extreme that it was someone's wedding, but like, oh, you are not able to be with a, a loved one as they're passing away. And I think that is what was so real. And 
I mean, all Shiv, Roman, and Kendall. I mean, the three of them that their acting in the, that episode was unbelievable with the emotions they poured out from Connor's wedding. And then Connor and Willa still end up going through with their wedding, which was pretty insane. But, you know, that's just emblematic of, of their relationship throughout the whole show. I mean, that was, was, I don't know if like touching is the word, but it kind of hit like, oh, this was, this was really real. Um, And then for me, the, the election episode, I was fascinated by because it was like, oh, this is also so real and definitely how things could work in an actual cable newsroom where you're just getting political pressure to and and personal bias and agenda to want to call something for one candidate. It was like, oh, so now they're just going to fuck her over because they found out she was snitching on them or, or working with Matson, and we're going to go with what she doesn't want. Just the politics at play there literally and figuratively were fascinating to me. That scene where Logan dies, I believe, is nominated for an Emmy. Just that whole scene. And if you watch the five minutes after each episode where they do like the in the or I don't know, I forget what it's called, but they, they interviewed like the Jesse Armstrong. The yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about how they didn't have enough film to do it all in one, like for one camera. I forget the exact thing with it. So they they did it all in one take. Like, a, a, I don't know how long that scene is, eight minutes, nine minutes, and they moved around with it. And just like the thought of, of following them as they moved and and there's so much movement going on. There's so many emotions. I agree with you, Ethan, where it's just kind of like a really touching scene. I would call it touching. I, I mean, I would call it pretty emotional. I would say, I mean, it's a show-changing scene. And, and that sort of set the tone for the rest of the season. The election episode, top to bottom, is my favorite episode in the entire series. Hmm. Complete episode, the election is. Because... I, obviously it's a tv show so you know extremes exist and i think that that is a massive extreme of how a newsroom operates during an election but i also think that it's interesting to see a what goes into something like that but b in relative to the show in context with the show kendall shiv and roman all had different agendas going into that election special and sort sort of trying to manipulate each other in different ways, like Shiv fake calls Nate, and, and that doesn't come through for Kendall. And then Roman's just sitting there, and he's wants to get whatever is done that's best for the Roy's, not necessarily what's best for the country. But then at the same time, you also have to deal with the the thought of that you are dealing with the entirety of the United States of America. So. Plus, there was the funny moment with the the juice getting in the guy's eye, which I thought was hilarious. But all of that put together, it's Darwin, like so not many, Darwin, <laughs> Dar, Darwin. <laughs> all of that put together, there's so many moving parts, and not only are there like figurative moving parts within the show, there are actually physical moving parts. Like everybody is running around, and the camera shots are all moving with the characters as they run around throughout this chaos of a newsroom and chaos of an election because of these misplaced votes so that episode is my favorite just because it covers a so much but b there's so much going on that you actually have to be locked in for the hour plus of that episode to understand what's going on yeah 100 percent. i'll touch on both quickly um i think what interested me most ethan i 100 percent agree with what you said about 
the three kids acting throughout the scenes. They were incredible. What I really liked about it was that it kind of took Rome a really long time to process. Like he was upset when it first happened, but not to the level that Kendall and Shiv were. Oh, did I cut out for a second? You did. Yeah. Yeah. Go back. Start over. Okay. Um, the part that I enjoyed most about, you know, kind of Logan's entire death arc um, was the three siblings acting in that scene was incredible, 100%. But I enjoyed how long it took Roman to kind of process that. And it didn't really set in at first. Like, he was upset, but not to the level that Kendall and Shiv were. And it was kind of weird to a point because it was a few episodes of, like, this guy doesn't really seem to recognize or appreciate the fact that his father just died. I don't think it's said it said until the funeral. Yeah. That's what I was getting at was, yeah, it took him all the way until that point. And then the reality of standing up there giving the eulogy while his father's casket's right there in front of all these people, it finally hit him. So, like, just the stages of grief playing out differently for all three of the siblings, all four. I, we always forget about Connor. <laughs> I need to show Connor some love. Yeah, that's um, another that's another good standstill. Are you scheduling your grief from Tom yeah. to Shiv? Exactly. Like they just all went through it so differently. And obviously with everything else going on in the show, they're having to process that. And that was just an interesting wrinkle to it. Um on the election episode, like I really again, I know I said he's arguably my favorite character in the show, but just kind of appreciated Tom's performance throughout all of that. What was he what he was going through? Because the Spectre you mentioned just like the hectic hecticness of you know, what goes on in a newsroom during an event like that with all that pressure on you, like he's have he's pulled in a million different directions. Then he gets pulled into a closet or wherever it was to talk to Shiv. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, is that even real? Like, do you even mean that? Like, that was incredible. <laughs> I love that. But just seeing him handle all that and the incredibly awkward nature that he does with all of that kind of stuff throughout the show. That was really cool because like the country's democracy is on the line. Like all millions of people are watching this and it's Tom Wamsgams like is the one leading the charge yeah. for all this with his nose to the grindstone. So I know I just, I really appreciate, appreciated that whole episode just, just for that point. What incredibly poor timing from Shiv. I mean, this oh, guy yeah. is She's doing the, the biggest so job of his I life. I hate Shiv, dude. All my homies hate, hate Shiv. Who's, who's a, I get, who's a worse character? I think it's Shiv. This, Okay, well, you didn't know where I was going with this. Shiv Roy or Pam Beasley? What? What are you talking is, about? It's Shiv is, by a mile. Have you never heard the Pam Beasley is a terrible person theory? Pam Beasley is not a terrible person. I will not stand uh, for Pam and Jim slander. It's mm-hmm. Shiv by Shiv. a mile. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, Spectre, you mentioned Emmys earlier. I wanted to go through and list uh, some of the Emmy nominations. Um for outstanding lead actor in a drama series, Brian Cox, Kieran Culkin, and Jeremy Strong were all nominated, all competing against each other for lead actor, and Sarah Snook for lead actress. Um, I think the funeral Hogan got scene, lead actor. Well, the, the, the actor. first of all, season four, like he, he right, really it's for season game, four, but, yeah. But but secondly, that you that 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 funeral scene, I almost like choked on my own words. That funeral scene, like, could just like put him over the top, like for, you know, for for Jeremy for, Strong. For no, no, for Kieran Culkin. Oh, for Kieran Culkin. Um, Jeremy I would Strong, be so, well it, for Kieran Culkin. It could be the uh, the scene on the mountaintop as well in Norway. Oh, that that like rant to yeah to uh, Madsen. Madsen, fire me up. I mean, I was I was ready to run through a wall for him. I mean, I mean, like that was just so passionate, and it was everything that we were all kind of thinking, put into a minute and a half of Kieran Culkin just sitting on a cliff and ranting and it was awesome right and then you look at supporting actor you have nicholas braun matthew mcfadden and and alan ruck all nominated uh for supporting actor um 
Alexander Skarsgård nominated for so that's four people from the same show all nominated for for supporting actor. Uh, Jay Smith Cameron was nominated. guest actor uh Love that <laughs> um outstanding guest actor uh i don't know how he say his name but stewie or his <laughs> the actor's name is stewie um uh, as well as the actor uh, Marsh, Marsh, marcia's character nan's character oh, dude marcia was the worst too like um, level lady bad, but... lady lady caroline's character um Her so th- there were there were a lot of a lot of um nominations to go out for um, succession I don't know if you guys had anything else, but just before we kind of inch towards this character draft, how about the intro? Like the intro song, just so an incredible good. piece so of music. The co- I, we've Such talked about the cold opens are so good. I dude, I love the cold opens. Like whenever an episode would start and it would just went straight into the intro music, I didn't like it. I disappointed. Love You're disappointed. I agree. Very disappointed. Um, Ethan and I were at the Mets game. When was that? When we were at City. I, early in, June. Early June. Mid- yeah. Um, when Max Scherzer runs there and the entire Mets defense the runs out Mets onto the field to the, the succession theme. Really? We're awesome. like, what awesome. is going on? It was you know, um, That's why the Mets beat the Phillies that day. Probably. Uh, Pusha T, I believe, has a rap over the beat of the really? succession theme. Oh, I got to listen yeah. to that. Um, yeah, the finale. I can confidently say that Kendall's freak out in the room. Yeah. In the room is the most is maybe the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I watch it probably once a week. I get a good <laughs> laugh out of it every time. Just just the lines and then how they cut back to the boardroom where you hear the same line over yeah. but like from an outside perspective it just goes it's disgusting and just yelling at Jim. And I mean I I made my name on the Zoom here the eldest boy. I mean it and then you just go it doesn't even make any sense. And then he just goes into I'm the eldest boy and the amount of saliva that also comes out of his yeah. mouth when he says that, it makes it so much better. Just the entire sequence. I'm the eldest boy. And anytime my dad, my dad loves making eldest boy references to he he just comes up with them at the most random times. Um if he if he's no he, if he's trying to get under my skin, he'll he'll make a joke that that our dog tells him that he tells my dog that he's his number one boy and I'm no longer his number one boy. Um so it, it, it's stuff like like those little little things. Uh, the the finale was great, but that I don't even know ten minutes, five minutes in that side conference room, I, on just was just unbelievable. And Shiv's facial reactions anytime Kendall said anything, him saying I don't if I don't get this I might die, and, and then making the death of the guy at her wedding up as a ploy. As that, a, that's what I was gonna say. As a Where... bit, there are so many things that he says in that. I mean, that has to be his Emmy nomination, his Emmy reel. But that was. I love that so much just because of how real his voice was with anger and frustration that I loved it so much. So I actually read somewhere that this, that scene was supposed to end with him sitting on the ground in that room, but he like just got up and walked into the boardroom and, and that whole part was improvised of Frank. Well, saying, yeah, well, we should, we should mention he is a character. Jeremy strong is a character actor. He's a method actor. Yeah. Yeah. So like, once he's in character, he he does not leave character. He is Kendall Roy just for eternity. And apparently that is something that has notoriously not 
been enjoyed by Brian Cox that Brian Cox does not like that. And it, it has caused some tension. But that part in the finale is, is probably hilarious moment. Number one, but hilarious moment. Number two is when they anoint Kendall as this going to be CEO and they make him a meal fit for the King. That was good. <laughs> The, the meal the fit cheese? for the the meal fit for the king is good, but but nothing tops that. Oh yeah, that's why I put. Me. That's why I put. When the they were going the around the too. boardroom, I said in the moment that, and then Roman hesitated for a little bit. I thought it was Roman was going to be the one yeah. that that voted against Kendall after everyone had voted for him. But thinking about it over and over, Roman was always kind of just a follower and he was always going to follow who had the most power and Kendall had the most power at the time. Shiv was kind of always the rebellious one, which made sense. I don't know. I, I'm sure you saw it, Spectre Brain. I don't know if you saw it, the, uh, the Bill Wamsgams theory. Yeah. Um, yep. So no. Bill Wamsgams played for the Cleveland baseball team uh, back in the 1920s. And someone before the finale of Succession back in May on TikTok shared a theory. Bill Wamsgans became the first player to ever record an unassisted triple play in the World Series. And so the theory was that Tom's last name was based on that and that he was going to turn a triple play by taking out all three of the siblings. And and that's how he would become. And that's why Tom would be CEO. That's that's actually incredibly cool. Like that's a really random. That's like a very specific name that you would need something like that for. Well, huh. I mean, like directors and writers don't name people just to name. Right, characters. The, Jesse Armstrong that is Brit. Like the director and the main director and writer are both British. So I don't I don't know if they said that that is what it was, but it was an awesome theory. That is very cool. I have no idea. Um, Meltdown was good though. Like just a total total like bottoming out of Kendall. And then when him and Roman tackle each other to the ground, that was incredible. Um, yeah. But look, like Shiv's the one who had the out, like Shiv, even though it was kind of murky with her and Tom, like I didn't really. She, chose her, time, she chose her, was... she chose her child over Kendall basically is what it was. Oh, she doesn't give a shit about that kid. Come on. Wow. Wow. She's just like, Are you serious, kid? dude. I feel awful for that kid. That kid yeah, is going to have I the worst feel... life of all time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think the worst, but, uh, wait, the worst uh, mother ever. The worst life well, of all time. She is didn't Mondale. do it for the kid, dude. She just did it because, like, <laughs> I think she did it because she didn't want with the power. She wants to be the wife of the CEO. She wasn't going to be CEO. It was going to be Kendall. So the next best thing is being the girl married to the one guy. I also just think that she genuinely hates Kendall. Like, she just yeah. can't see yeah. a situation where, like, Kendall is CEO as someone yeah. who killed someone. Also, if so, I watched the finale again recently and I picked up on something where when they're at the water and Kendall runs into the water and Shiv and Roman talk. They constantly talk. They're like, we can murder him. Oh, I was going to bring that up, dude. That, that was hilarious. But, like, should we just kill the we, guy? But we can't kill the guy because it would be too much. But if you think about it figuratively, like they never say we're not going to kill the guy. True. And I guess they kind of killed his hopes and dreams of becoming. Yeah, they killed. They killed. They killed him uh, emotionally. That, that is well English. That is English too. class for you. That's English class. I learned that in English. Um. Any other thoughts? I. I. I think you know we've gone on for what probably close to forty minutes at this point. I think it might be yeah. draft time. So what we're gonna do? Uh, you can really. I mean, we're gonna pick based on how we want. Uh, I have my own method, my own drafting method. We're gonna do a random number generator here live on the podcast. Yep. Um, snake draft 
uh, six characters per selection. So that'll be 18 total characters drafted. We each have our draft board. So with that, I'll turn it over to Brain for the random number generator. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want to share your screen here on the oh, Zoom so we can all see? And it's uh, and it's not, very, not, fair and equal. I have been, I mean, last few times we picked out of a hat, I have been screwed. The host disabled participant screen sharing. I'd love Up. to. But... Up. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay. I'm lit with Greg's and I started sharing yep, his. I could see right. it. Shh, everybody, shh. ladies and gentlemen, the 2023. Uh, I will cross. say for the record. Oh I'm... my God! You just talked. I will say for the record, I want the second pick. Okay, thank you. Can I do the introduction now? Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2023 Double Cross Succession Draft is officially open. All right, I'm going to play a little NFL draft chime right there. So that'll sound really cool once I do that in post. All right, uh, here we go. You guys can both see randomizing in three, two, one. Oh, oh are you kidding? Pick. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, yet again, Ethan gets the first pick. No, not yet again. Um, <laughs> yet again. Who's second? Me. Okay. Well, good. Good thing I wrote it this way. Um well, my draft board, I think it's, I, I mean, I think it's a two horse race here for the number one pick. Okay. My, my, I would also like to shout out Bill Simmons and his podcast for doing this, you know, right nope. after the nope. finale came out. Sh- sh- shout out Bill. Uh, shout out Rejected. Bill. Shout out Bill. Bill, for the Bill idea. Um, Is Bill listening, by the way? <laughs> he might be. Um, my two draft core values are how good, how integral is the character to the show and how good is the acting performance. I don't care. Just pick a character. Okay. <laughs> so with that number one on my draft board, okay. I'm going to pick Kendall. Wow. It's not like, like the first pick in Bill Simmons. Draft. Like, that'd be like if Bo Callahan went one in draft day. That's, what the, <laughs> that's the equivalent of what bust dude. Kendall, no. for Kendall Jeremy strong is 100% the best actor. I know, on the show. Okay. I don't, I don't care about like the actor themselves. I just care about the character themselves in the show. Like you pick, if you took Kendall out of the show, show. Kendall is like a, him and him and he's, yeah, he's the eldest boy. (laughs) Even though he's not Connor, he's the eldest boy. He's the eldest boy of Caroline. Um, That's fine. You're just swing and miss with the first overall pick. I'm running my card in. I'm running my card in and I'm taking Logan. Yeah, okay. See, I would have done that if I had the first pick. I would have taken yeah. Logan. I mean, the guy controls the show. I mean, when he died, it was kind of the beginning of the exactly. end anyways. Diesel, you're the equivalent of like the Jaguars two years ago when they took Trayvon Walker, just like overthinking the crap out of it. No, what, L- Kendall is integral to the show and he is the best actor. We're not trying that he's integral, but there was a scene when Tom and Kendall went to get dinner. And as Tom gets in the car, he goes, I've seen Logan, or what was the line? He goes, I've never seen Logan get screwed or something like that. He never loses. He never loses. I'd rather pick the guy who doesn't He's lose versus the guy attack. who... Rest in peace, who, King. Only to his own body. That was uh, so right, morbid. Ben, with two picks, here we go. <laughs> two this picks. Is... I think this is a slam dunk here. All right. All right. Wow. For the first round, I'm taking Roman to cap mm-hmm. off the first round. Yep. That checks. That'll be my next pick. Uh, just a great character. Very funny. Uh, in the beginning, he was kind of terrible. I really did not like him, but he really grew on me. He gets what he wants. I said it, dude. He was almost my, like, I think he was my favorite character. I take the Tom thing back. I think Rome was my favorite character throughout the entire show. Um, but like he got so close to being like the good guy 
and then he just like screwed a couple things up and i was like i can't do it yeah but he also grew a lot you know and and that's i I agree with you i respect the growth and you know who else i respect who your second favorite character, Tom Momsgans, is going to be my All first right, pick in the second. I mean, that was the top four on my board. So the, the top four is gone. I can't in good conscience, after just bashing Siobhan Roy for this entire episode, <sighs> pick her here. I can't. You want to, though. You're you thinking have, I, I mean... want to. Yeah, it's probably the logical pick. Logan and Shiv did have a like a decent relationship until the end. So, like... The chemistry is there. Yeah, but dude, she's such a... Roman and Tom. You know where the chemistry is not between Roman and Tom? Yeah, that no, is there's not no chemistry where the chemistry there. is. Do I need team chemistry here? Is that no, I don't think the... so. I think it's just an added bonus if they happen <laughs> to have team chemistry. All right. Uh, if I took Jerry. That's fine. I Diesel, this is probably going to make Diesel incredulously mad. I don't know if that's... I don't know if I can use incredulous as an adverb, but I just did. Um, I'm picking Greg. That's I, a great pick. I think that's a Greg terrible Logan. I, I think that's a terrible pick because I'm running to take Shiv. Absolutely that's running fine. to take no, Shiv. That's fine. You can See, take a, Shiv and all This the puts problems. me in a really that's fine. Greg was number six on my board. Um see, this is this is interesting because now I mean we've clearly dropped off a tier now. There, there was a clear, I think, top three and then four through six, and now we have really dropped off a cliff here. This is when it gets fun. I had three people above Shiv on my board. I just want to put that out there. Only three? No, three people that are not taken. That's crazy. Above above I, like, Shiv? You hear about two like people. NFL... I lied. I can't count. You hear about <laughs> NFL teams like not even having a quarterback on their board, like don't even talk about the guy? That's me and Shiv. I, it, she yeah. was never in the conversation at that point. That's crazy. This this is the, the like the only woman in the show uh, not on I your phone. Oh, okay, well you you brought okay. that into this. I I'm I'm de- I'm between no title three, nine and the I'm <laughs> between three, I'm between three people right now, and I I'm worried if I don't take one, he'll be gone by the time I pick again. But I think this I'm gonna second p- pick right. But I yeah, this is my second pick. But I'm gonna okay. bet that he'll be there, and I'm gonna take one of my underrated. I. He's. I. I would say he's probably one of my top three favorite characters on the show, and I'm going to take Carl. That is so early. I knew you were going to take Carl. That is so early. Carl is my guy. This the conversation. Wait, Carl's not the guy you're waiting on. No, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting on Carl. Interesting. When you said that, I was like, "That's for Carl." Carl. Um, the scene where he, he goes up to Kendall, I don't know if uh, during the living plus price or right before he gives the living plus presentation and he he just threatens the hell out of him. I'm not going to repeat what he said word for word, but where he just threatens him backstage. That was awesome from Carl. And also the monologue he gave to Tom, uh, right after Logan died, you know, well, the case against you being CEO is uh, this and this and this and this and this, uh, Carl was awesome in season four. He was good. I enjoyed That's Carl. two moments for a third round pick. That's I'm I'm happy with Carl. Wait, was Kendall that your Shiv and, round pick? That was your. That was my third round pick. He took Shiv round two. Shiv. Kendall Shiv and Carl. Oh, you went Shiv Carl back. <sighs> I don't. Okay. Carl to me, I like I like Carl at the best out of all like Logan sidekicks, if you will. Mm. But I don't know if this is the place to be taking Logan sidekicks. Well, it's not, I, I mean, I wish it were your pick. It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Were you talking about who you were going to pick? You were coming. In no, no, no. I was just, I was reacting yeah, yeah. to the Carl pick. My bad. Mm. My bad. Carl's a good pick. Good pick, Diesel. Thank um, you. I'm stuck between two here. I don't know if this second person is going to make it back to me. I have a pretty good feeling this one isn't, though. I'm going Jerry. 
That's a good pick. Jerry was next on my board as well. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Jerry was next on my board. This board could not be going better for me. Wow. I'm just putting that out there. Jerry would not have worked with the team chemistry of my team. Considering, Why? yeah, with Roman, yeah, her chemistry with Roman has gone out the door. The fallout with Roman. That was incredible. Will these results, by the way, be put out to the public? I think or... they should be put out to the yeah, public. They will. Yes, will definitely be put out. All right, uh, shameless plug, shameless uh, for yeah. you guys, by the way. Yep. Uh, round three, I'm taking the guy who won it all with Tom. I'm taking Matson. Mm. Okay, great that was character. The guy I wanted on the other on the turn. Good pick. Okay. Thank you. Great character. Uh, if we're going to do the team chemistry measure, really not great, but I think he, him and Tom can kind of talk Roman into it as a follower Roman is. Uh, I like Matson as a character. I mean, yeah. I, I, he he's was annoying terrific. at first, but he's smart. He knows tech. I mean, we're in a modern era now. I need that he's, on my team. Like, he's the future. Let's be honest. This company, this hypothetical Waystar Royco is probably better off with Matson leading the charge than any of the three bubbling idiots that thought they deserved it because of their blood. Like, in a hypothetical world where this sale goes through, like this company is better off because Matson bought it. I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 100%. And, and my guy, Carl gets to get out with a boatload of money as well. <laughs> <That's your boy>. <laughs> <laughs> now on the wrap, this guy had above. My heart is too. pounding because I have two picks to wait for, for my person to hopefully get back to me. Oh boy. I'm taking Connor Roy. The next oh, president okay. of the United States. The, the, the next, next free agent. <laughs> the next next president of the United States. Connor Roy has the. I what, actually like, I had Connor and Lucas ranked back to back. So did I, and then I had Shiv after that. <laughs> That's um, crazy. That's I crazy. Hate Shiv. I just you hate had Shiv. Connor ranked <laughs> higher than Shiv. Connor has one of the best lines <laughs> in the show. Where first of all, the guy has to win Kentucky one of these days, and I think he will. But also <laughs> outside of that, when he's sitting at the election and he turns to Willa and he's like, "Elections are way more fun when you're in them." <laughs> 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 that is a great line. Also, he's running for president because he quote unquote won an argument with Gil Evis when Evis wanted no part of that discussion <laughs> in the first place. I would not be. I would be. Not be surprised at all if you selected Gil Evis in the sixth round of this draft. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I just might. You'll have to wait and Gil's see. Good. All Gil's right, Braden. Filler for the back end of the roster. All right, Braden. Um, call me a broken record. I'm stuck between two again. I am so nervous right now. I think both of these guys were going to be your next two picks, Diesel. Were both of your next picks male? The two guys that you wanted? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling the whole, you. The whole show is majority male. That's true. Yeah, it is mostly male. Besides <laughs> Shiv and Jerry, it's pretty one, much all. I've got one woman left on my board. I have. She's gonna get I have three women left I've on my top eighteen. Actually, uh, no, I'm taking. I have three women left in my top eighteen. Um. Hmm. All right. I think I. I, I think I know Diesel's pick. I'm Go going ahead. Frank. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> I know who it's going to be. Can I, can I am just... sprinting to take Stewie. Yes, oh, oh yes, wow. Okay. Yes. That's not who I thought it was going to be. I wanted, I, I wanted Stewie. I won't lie. I but yes. Stewie. Frank wow. would have been, oh. Frank would have been great for Diesel's team. He was very lie. inconsequential. I thought, like, dude, I got Kendall and Stewie back together. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> team Ken. Other. Like they, like the only reason they wanted anything to do with each other was because one of them held power at a specific time. 
Oh, they didn't like oof. each other. Yes, I I actually had Stewie and Frank higher than Connor and Lucas. So oh, that's only four. Now Diesel, you people off my board. Oh, you have to take Lawrence Yee on the back end. <laughs> I, no chance I'm taking Lawrence Yee. Um, I have a lot. Well, things are getting interesting right now, but I will say the top twelve on my board are the twelve that have been taken. So I do feel a validation from these Good. results. Um. This is tough. Do I go with number 13 on my board? Do I move down a little bit? I think I'm going to go with number 13 on my board. I'm taking Ewan. I I think Ewan is so awesome. He's just stone cold killer. Um, But he's also so loyal. So loyal to Logan, even though they freaking hate each other, which is just awesome. Just a grumpy old man. I love grumpy old men. You, 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 are grump- a, you are a grumpy old man and you're 21 can you, years old can you put that on a flag i love grumpy old men <laughs> that is the most ethan comment of all time um i'm back on the clock here right yeah we're moving right. by the way we are moving um this is a guy that i thought diesel was going to pick i'm glad he didn't um you want to talk about people loyal to logan roy i'm going to oh colin. no who'd you pick colin oh you shoot, you pick Colin at number 14? Why? I would have, I would have, is that a Colin bad pick? No, it's a great pick. I had Colin was up there on my board. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that was a bad pick. I was like, that's a so great I would have picked Colin. There. Colin, I mean, he, well, you then went hired by Kendall. He made sure Kendall didn't jump in the water in the river. Exactly. This Colin's pick, a homie, dude. Get that's you a, a good Colin pick. in your life. That's a good pick. I didn't have him that high, but that's a, he was ranked. I on had my Colin board. very high, and I was getting really excited wow. because good I, pick. I, oh. Damn, that would have been so good for my team. I'm putting this together pick, the 2017 Warriors right now. This pick you guys are going to hate, but it's really good for my team. Okay. I'm taking Willa. Oof. Willa and Connor. That's a terrible, that's a terrible pick. Willa and Connor. <laughs> that's a terrible pick. Were the couple that lasted the longest in this show. Yeah, but like. Connor ugh. needs that person next to him because Connor can't do anything by himself. Can you call that I signed couple? up for it when I took Connor. That's like borderline prostitution between the two of them. It's, hey, it's at like, least all of us now have a woman on our teams. Good for us. It's it's for it's us. flipped though because Will is only in it for the money, True. and Connor's in it for the other pleasures. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how prostitution wanna... works. Normally, it's the man like buying the woman. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. <laughs> just all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Moving my on. Next pick, your next pick. My next pick. I'm between your final two. Pick. Your final pick. This is my final pick. Oh, I didn't even dip into the sleepers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Specter's <laughs> going to Gail. He has to. Yeah, I'm you taking hat. You kind of have not, to. Take I, can't, I can't. I have a. I know who Specter's going to take. I know who Specter's going to take because he is very similar to him. All right. I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking Hugo. Yep. Yep. Oh. There it is. <laughs> I'm taking Hugo. Why? Hugo like, keeps everything Hugo in. Specter, Specter, Specter out here going. Anybody sometimes tells him he's going woof, woof. <laughs> Hugo has urgency, okay? He keeps everything in order, and that's what this team needs, all right? Uh, a lot Hugo of personalities in this group, and Hugo controls that. So, Hugo. You know what? I'll tell you what. I'm surprised Rava Roy's still there. She's a very uh, important character to this show. <laughs> you uh, thought I was going to take Rava? No, I didn't. Um, all right. My sixth and final pick. I'm going to be – wait, who did you just take, Spectre? I took Willa and Hugo. Okay. Well, I'm going to be the only person with two women on my team. Yep. No, I'm going not Carolina. True. Not true. Not true. See, so I thought about that. 
because there's a bit of a feud between Hugo and Carolina that's incredibly under the radar. Well, they do and the I, same job pretty much. I, I know Diesel's next pick just because he said that. I know who he's picking, but yep. I was between Hugo and Carolina. Well, I mean, there are a lot of women left that were in this show. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to hear who you think that I'm picking uh, because I am going to take a woman. So this would fill out all my top do, eight teams. Do you want picked. me to say oh, the I name? Think I know. Who do you think I'm going to take? I think you're taking Jess. I think you're taking Dan. I'm taking neither. I'm taking Lady Caroline. Lady Caroline is the meanest person (laughs) on planet Earth. She's so mean. (laughs) She's so mean that it's funny. And that's why I'm taking her. I mean, now I got Lady Caroline and Shiv together. I mean, just think about Lady Caroline's wedding and the conversation that they had the night before her wedding. That was, I mean, when they're what, each smoking a cigarette? Um, that like I who was what I you shouldn't be a mother or like something along those lines or yeah. I never should have had children. Just incredibly sick, just an incredibly sick individual, and just someone I'm thrilled to have. I mean, my team is full of incredibly sick individuals. Stewie, Sickos. you know how sick of an individual he is. Kendall is obviously a very sick individual. Shiv is the worst person on earth. And the only person that's worse than her is her own mother. Got her on my team. And then just to call things out, the old men and Carl and Ewan. I'm <laughs> I'm in love with my squad. I'm glad you liked it. You're, you got the Jordan and Pippen of like the worst mothers of all time. <laughs> mother to be. All right, Lady um, Caroline's worse as a parent than Logan Roy. So is that I'm, a debate? By I'm way? very happy. Uh, I think I don't think that's a fault at all. I guess it just okay. depends on what kind of parent you're looking for. Um, my top eighteen went, so I'm pretty proud of that. I had my if necessary picks were Carrie, Marsha, Nate, Rava, Dude, Jess. I would have got off his call if you took Carrie. <laughs> I forgotten. I forgot Nate existed. He wasn't even on my board. Nate, Nate probably appeared in every season. So Nate. Yeah. Who's Nate? You, hmm. Nate Shiv's boy toy. Oh, I thought you were yeah, gonna I thought your guy. last pick was just gonna appease to Kendall, so it could have either been Jess or Naomi Pierce. Or Rava. Well, well eh. Jess Jess quit. Or Jess got fired, quit and fired. Yeah. <laughs> In the finale. Maybe I should have taken <laughs> new Jess. <laughs> Diesel and I were talking about this before Brayden were in the finale when right before Kendall fires Jess and then Kendall finds out that Roman's with Lady Caroline and Kendall's like all right all right new Jess new Jess let's go new Jess Jess. all right I I, could have I could have taken Logan with my first pick and then just taken all of the women he was with over the course of this show (laughs) his lifetime that would have been a good bit so it would have been Logan Lady Caroline Marsha Terry And then there was like a Sydney Ann, Sydney Ann. Raya, yeah. Wasn't there a woman named like Sydney Ann? I don't know. He wasn't with Connor's Connor's mother. Um Okay, let's let's list the teams. I'll 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 read them out. I had I had the first pick. I went Kendall, Shiv, Carl, Stewie, Ewan, and Caroline. Braden had the second pick. He went Logan, Greg, Jerry, Frank, Colin, and Carolina. Really, except for Greg, everyone you would find on Logan's private plane. Um, and Ben had Greg would Roman. have weaseled his way in there. <laughs> ben had Roman, Tom, Lucas, Connor, Willa, and Hugo. I can easily say Spectre's team is the worst. No, you're just having saying that Connor, <laughs> having Connor, Willa, and Hugo as your final three picks. That's a great you just, squad. You just got and and Roman, you got four or and Tom, you got five followers. I guess I guess it sets up that you have five followers all following the leader and Lucas. 
Um, I did it on purpose. You, with Braden's team is set up where he just has Logan and then Logan's entire cabinet, basically. <laughs> and my team, I just got all the free spirits in, in Kendall, Shiv, Carl. I guess Carl in, in his own. Carl's handling the financials of, of Team Ethan. Um, <laughs> Can we put this Stewie, for a vote? Stewie doing coke in the bathroom. Yeah, we'll um, Ewan and uh, and Caroline. But uh, I mean, what a can, draft! Can we can we go over some snubs by by the sure. by the way? I think All the right. biggest snub. I think the biggest snub of someone who appeared in most seasons. I, I guess if someone who appeared the most is probably Marsha, right? Yeah, Marsha's on the list. Uh, we got Mankin. Mankin's a yeah. snub. Mankin. I guess My the boy. thing about Mankin is that he was talked He's about so much, pawn. but he only appeared in two episodes. I think. Well, that's the big thing where like he doesn't really speak that much, but just his presence is so grand in the right. show that like it's a big deal and his his character is a big deal yay Rayo, rava lawrence Yi. we've talked a big game yeah, about, I know, about yeah Walter. i know we know you're a lawrence Yi guy uh both sandy furnesses we have <laughs> San- <laughs> sandy with male a sandy, and female, and sandy. A female sandy with an i naomi pierce nan carrie yeah uh lisa arthur yeah, sure. yeah. But we hop on, we up on before we start recording. Inspector goes. I have Lisa Arthur on my list. Lisa like, are you kidding? Lisa has been like four episodes. Lisa Arthur is the highest camp head. She's the highest touted lawyer in New York or in the country. True. I I think Naomi was like a, was a decent snub. She kind of and wheeled then, and then, uh, a little bit there. Uh, Senator Gil Evis was a big miss one. And yeah, me. I think actually it's a good point. I think Gil was the biggest name that missed. He was like influential. I thought yeah. you were going to take him, Spectre. You feel, you feel like a Gil guy to me. If I had Greg, then I feel like it would have made more sense given the interaction. <laughs> if it is, if it is to be said, <laughs> so so it is. I would like my, to answer. That was my dad's it. favorite line. Like he was watching with me. He had seen the episode already. He was watching with me again, and he lost it again at that line. I need to find it. I need to play. I would like to answer in the affirmative way. <laughs> you can answer normally. <laughs> The whole, the whole hearing in general, like just seeing those people who are already super uncomfortable, just in arguably like the most intense microscope you can possibly be under in this entire country made it even better. Underrated scene, by the way, is when Greg is like putting like in the beginning when he's like putting snacks in the dog poop bag and Tom is like, what are you doing? And Greg's like, well, it's not like poop infused. <laughs> Greg, like, I, it's just Greg and Tom both, like, they just, they go so well together. Just, like, them under pressure, which always cracked me up. I talked about, like, the secondhand embarrassment thing. It was just so fun watching them. I think these the disgusting brothers. Fun. Here, here it is. Here it is. Uh, if it is to be said, so it, be, so it is. <laughs> and then Gil's just like, are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> are you all right? <laughs> Like the answer in the affirmative, you can answer normally. <laughs> oh man, that was an uh, underrated. Then, episode. Then, I don't even think we then, talked about that. that well, every episode, I mean, every episode is great. So, the earrings were so good. Oh, uh, um, Do you know without, Greg? No, all right. I, I think that pretty much wraps things up. Unless anybody, anybody have a final take before, before we get out of here? I don't, I think I got everything off my chest. Uh, if you don't watch the show, you should. Um, I also would like watch to... Winning Time that comes out on HBO. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have an overcorrection on Winning Time. Um, oh, I I just started it. Oh, dude, shout incredible! Out, shout out so. to um, 
Shout out to my parents for helping me push to watch this. Shout out to Bill Simmons for his podcast for pushing me to watch nope. this. And Not shout out to out. shout out to Jacob Morris for for recommending the show and pushing me to watch it and and, and being a confidant about the show. Um, all right, that will do it for this episode of the Overcorrection here on the Double Cross Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure you check out all our content, which is being posted on Spotify. That's where you can find the show and check out our Instagram as well at the Double Cross Pod, where you'll find lots of fun stuff. Ben, you want to promote yourself before we go? Plug Spectre. Uh, Twitter at BE Spectre. A lot of good content on there. Yep. You like Syracuse sports? You like New York sports? You like oh, pop culture? Me. You like pop culture? You like sports in general? Come over to my Twitter at BE Spectre or my like Instagram. Lock, do you like Lox cream cheese? I do. I had it for the. I like. I like. Oh, you had Lox cream cheese. You want to you talk about your experiences real nope, quick? Nope. That's hard. that'll be for another correction. <laughs> we we'll dive into all different types of cream cheese. Uh, the producer in my ear is telling me to wrap. So thank you very much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next week to talk some hashtag golf. Yeah.